tonight, I'm going to be sharing with you about the fourth noble truth. Probably not much a surprise figuring that one out. <laughs> We're on this last evening together. And many of you might know that the fourth noble truth, it's, it's, it outlines the path that leads to the freedom that Don was talking about. Just as I was going over that medical model for you, you know, the first noble truth. What's the problem? Ah, the problem. Ah, yeah. I have a hard time in life. Stress. Whereas uh, Vance reminded us, it's also that sense of just unreliability or unsatisfactoriness that we're confronted with. The problem, the cause, craving, and then that was expanded out by Don and Vance. Then we got the, the solution, you know, freedom, the, the ending of craving, ah, that uh, uh, peace. And then what's the way, how do we make that happen? And the way the Buddha uh, shared about this was the Noble Eightfold Path, which had these eight factors to it wise view, wise intention, or you could say wise application, wise speech, action, and livelihood, <clears throat> wise effort, wise mindfulness, and wise concentration. And, and in some ways, you being on this retreat, these factors you've been engaged in, you've been on the path. <laughs> so I wanna say that being on a meditation retreat, even like this home retreat, it, it embodies many of these factors of this path. And I want to point out, as you probably heard in that list, it's much broader than just meditation. There are other aspects to it. And tonight, what I'd like to focus on is mostly on the first path factor, wise view, because it's so important. I feel like it's important for our lives. It's important for our spiritual practice. And then if there's time, I might uh, get into the sec second path factor because they, they work together so well. And also around wide, wide, wise view, those of you who have studied it, I'm going to keep it simple so that we can explore kind of experientially just some elements of it that I think hopefully will come alive tonight for you. Because when the Buddha speaks about wise view, he speaks about it in a variety of different ways. One is, is he points back to the Four Noble Truths. What's wise view? It's the, it's the understanding, the realization of the Four Noble Truths. Another way that he describes it, and I'm going to make it simple here, is just this perspective or this view, my actions have consequences. I can actually shape my life. And if you reflect on it right now, this is a key that's needed just to begin a spiritual path. I have to have a sense that, oh, I have some agency to shape my life. I might not be able to control it, but there's an ability to shape it. For example, in the Dhammapada, the Buddha says, Irrigators guide the water. Fletchers shape the arrow shaft. Carpenters shape the wood. And the wise fashion themselves. Or you could say shape themselves. So just as a irrigators, you know, shaping the water by shaping the banks of the of the of the water flow. We can shape these hearts and minds. And I need to have faith that, that this is possible. I can't control these heart and minds. Maybe you've noticed that. Have you noticed that? You can't really control it. But there's an ability to shape them. It's such a fundamental view. Or another perspective that I think you could see is a, is a different kind of articulation of what I'm saying. And this comes from Maya Angelou from her uh, book, Letter to My Daughter. And she says, says to her daughter, you may not control all the events that happen to you, but you can decide 
not to be reduced by them. Can you decide and to commit and to have faith to not to be reduced by them? Yeah, you can't control everything that happens to you. But that decision is so potent because it's connected with a vision of freedom. So wise view, actions have consequences. I can shape my life in some way by how I engage my life. <clears throat> and then there's a second step to this that's really important for me to be clear about the types of actions to engage in in my life, I need to have a clear perspective about what actions to take. It's not going to be any old action. I need to know what actions are going to lead to my freedom if that's, if that's where I'm going towards. What actions are indeed onward leading in terms of a spiritual path? And in order to be clear about that, you could say, I need to be holding a vision or a perspective or a view that helps clarify that. Just to come back to the vision of the mountain. If I have the vision of the top of the mountain there, I have a sense of the direction that the path needs to go. I'm not going to go down towards the river if I want to get up to the mountain. That's not going to be the skillful way. This is the direction because I have the vision. I'm not there yet but I have a feeling sense of the direction. And this is, you can really hear this in just the, this, this phrase wise view in, in Pali, Pali being the scriptural language of early Buddhism is samaditi. Sama can be translated all kinds of ways. I'm translated as wise. Sometimes it's translated as right or complete where I like aligned the kind of view that's aligned. And then ditti is view or even vision or perspective or the way we perceive. So what's going to be the perspective or the way you perceive or the view that's going to bring clarity to the direction to go? And I, I just want to be honest about this, the viewer vision or perspective that drives your life is important. And if you're not clear about it, there's still a vision and view and perspective that's working. It's just that it's been given to you probably by society or family, and it works unconsciously that's driving your actions and behaviors. Think of what Don was sharing. I love that image of being in debt consumerism. <laughs> It can drive, it drives our society in a way that doesn't lead to much happiness. So are you gonna merely accept the unconscious ones that are floating around in there? I know they're in here. I grew up in this society. I'm not separate from it. I need to be clear and to take, be really take some time to be clear about the vision or perspective I wanna follow. So this itself, in and of itself is a practice. We need a clear view to begin with. And just getting that in place, so much can follow. The Buddha, of course, he's so great with images and metaphors, and I think you've heard, heard these from all of us. And in the numerical discourses, it's kind of like, hey, if, if you begin with a seed, let's say you begin with a little seed, that's the seed of like, a, a bitter cucumber or a bitter gourd and you plant that, what's the direction it's going to go in? It's going to, it's going to give you a plant that gives off the fruit that gives you more bitterness. <laughs> that's what happens. The seed is there in the seed. That's what it's going to lead to. And then he gives the, an opposite metaphor of when we have wise view and how that functions in our lives. He says, just as when a sugarcane seed, right? There's something really sweet like that. A sugarcane seed, a rice grain, or a grape seed is placed in most moist soil. 
whatever nutriment it takes from the soil and the water all conduces to its sweetness, its tastiness. Why is that? It's because of the seed. The seed is auspicious. In the same way, when a person has wise view, whatever bodily deeds they undertake in line with that view, whatever verbal deeds, whatever mental deeds they undertake in line with that view, whatever intentions, whatever vows, whatever determinations, whatever fabrications, all lead to what is agreeable, pleasing, charming, profitable, and easeful. Why is that? Because the view is auspicious. Are you hearing why I want to take so much time with the view or perspective? Because once, once, once I get that down and my heart is committed to that, everything's just going to follow from that. Just like when I plant a grape seed. I need to plant the right seed. Right? We need to make sure we're planting the correct seeds. Yeah, we need to tend to them. This is essential. But we need to figure out the seed before we start tending. So tonight I want to explore this with you experientially. So I'm going to need your help. I mean this, <laughs> literally. <laughs> and the way I, I want to invite you to begin is I want you to bring to mind someone that you that you see started in their hearts with a good seed so what i mean by that that it's someone that you have a sense of who had a powerful vision or a powerful perspective that you've seen they've used in their life like a north star guiding their journey in their life so it could be someone you know maybe somebody more archetypal you know just last week like Martin Luther King Jr. He had a vision. He had a perspective. Desmond Tutu. The Buddha, of course. It could be Jesus. It could be Mother Teresa, now Saint Teresa. It could be Deepa Ma. But it could also be maybe there's someone in your life, maybe a mentor or a friend or even a partner. And there's some aspect of their life where you see, wow, they have some vision or they have a way of perceiving things or perspective that I, I see directs their life in some way, like the mountaintop, and they're clear about what direction to go in. Be, you know, for me, sometimes bell hooks, incredible, or the Dalai Lama. Or there's certain friends that fit that. And when you think about someone who has some of this perspective or vision that, that inspires you in some way, it doesn't have to be super grand. You know, there's a there's a nun in Pueblo, Colorado that moves my heart because she's so clear about how to engage in the world, because she has this perspective, this view. In light of that, what I invite you to do, and we'll make sure the chat box is open, and maybe, Marie, you can help me with this, is to share, yeah, you can share now with everyone, maybe share uh, someone who comes to mind around this in the chat box. And if, you know, if you don't want to give like the name of the friend or a mentor, you can just put friend or mentor. But it'd be great if you're willing to type in there, who comes to mind? We're like, oh, this person has some vision in some way, or you know, alive or passed away, or curious, so we can share with one another. See who comes to mind. Three teachers. Oh, sweet. Lorraine Hansberry. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Stephen Kamala, yeah. Hmm. 
Yeah, anyone else comes to mind for you? Or Knippo. Anyone else come to mind? And even if you don't write, type anything in the chat, I do want to make sure you have someone in mind because we're going to work with this. Like this is the first step. So it's important that you, you find someone, Angela Davis, a mentor. So this is going to be key. You can use the Buddha if you want, or you know, someone like that, if, if that makes it easier for you. Deepa Ma, my friend Gabe. Nice, yeah, yeah. And then the next step in the chat box, if you're willing, is how would you put some words to their vision or perspective on life? What's their North Star? And what I mean by that, it's not so much the qualities they had, so we're gonna get to that, but if you imagine, you might have to imagine it because they may have, might have never articulated it. Like for example, this nun in Pueblo, Colorado, you know, her vision is basically this perspective, oh, undocumented immigrants are people too. And that's gonna drive me in a particular way to make sure that that becomes a reality that they're not invisibilized, but valued. How would you articulate their perspective? So something like that, like the example I gave. You might have to reflect on this. I'm, I'm asking you to, to engage in reflection right now. What is that perspective that might have been there when you imagined them? What's the driving force for them? Nice, yeah, everyone deserves love. It's a vision, right? And it's gonna shape one's actions. If that's the vision of the top of the mountain that everyone deserves loves or being consistent and fearless. Yeah, that's gonna shape, isn't it? That's gonna shape the actions of ones, boundless compassion, yeah. Purity of heart and mind, raising the well-being of others. Yeah. Nice. Cultivating awareness, wisdom, compassion, and providing the gift of the Dhamma. Thanks for that. Life has within that which is good, that which is beautiful, and that which is love. Therefore, since I have known all of these things, I found them to be reason enough, and I wish to live. And I wish others to live for generations and generations. Lorraine Hansberry, thanks for that. Yeah, and I wanna use that. Do you hear the clarity for Lorraine Hansberry? She's really clear about the top of the mountain, this driving force in her life. Thanks for that, yeah, unconditional love, apostle of peace. Thanks for that, yeah. Okay, so now the next step. And we're gonna come back to this. So far so good, I think. And, and this is a take on a very traditional Buddhist practice. Maybe some of you, maybe I'm sure some of you can guess what this is. And this is what I invite you to do, is now I'm gonna invite you to, um, oh, the human condition of suffering and embracing all humans' experiences. Thanks, yeah. I now invite you to allow your attention to come inward. And I want you to imagine this being that you've been reflecting on or beings. And if you need to switch it to another being for some reason, that's fine. But imagine them. 
And now that you have a feeling sense and as you imagine them, I want you to imagine them with all their beautiful qualities that arose or are arising as a result of that vision or that perspective. Can you get a sense of the actions that came out of the perspective they've had? Maybe it's patience or persistence. It's like I, I invite you to imagine that you're touching their heart and you're seeing their heart and feeling it and you're starting to realize it has all these qualities to it. Wisdom, patience, could be other things. And as you imagine them, I want you to begin to write or to put in the chat box the qualities that you've seen or that you imagine have been manifest in their life as they've held that vision in their life. What are the beautiful qualities of heart? Yeah. Now, if you'd be willing to maybe type in there, what are the qualities there in their heart that were shaped by their perspective or, or vision? What's the goodness that you see in their heart? That you're just like, wow, this moves me. And then typing that in the chat box for us. Yeah, thanks for that. Uh, yeah, Mary Oliver. And the qualities of bravery, compassion, and empathy. And I take that on healing, love, and then this compassion for humanity. Yeah. Generosity. Curiosity. Yeah. Kindness, investment, humor, hope, fearlessness. Courage and clarity to speak and witness the truth through art and activism. Unwavering determination, love for the welfare of everyone, no matter what their station. Willingness to hear from others excluded, other excluded groups. Awakened awareness. Enthusiasm, seemingly tireless effort invisited, invested in their vision, generosity, kindness, joy, spiritual friendship, and peace. Yeah. Selfless meta. Yeah, pick, pick one of the paramis. Yeah, thanks for that Curiosity without judgment. Yeah. So what's, I, I want to ask the obvious question. What, what's, what's in the chat box right here? What's this a modern version of? This is, uh, these are wholesome qualities of the heart, right? Wholesome mental states. These would be kusala chattasikas. They're all there. Do you, do you hear how this is explaining what the Buddha was talking about? You plant the seed. This is what comes out of it naturally when the seed's really clear. And this is the next step in this, is I want to pull back the curtain about what it is to reflect on this. And thank you. A few more came in. And also another person, yeah, Ruth Dennison, dance and freedom and teaching love and social justice. For me to acknowledge and to be able to see those qualities in another being means that those seeds are right in my heart. And that's what I'm inviting you to touch is that sometimes we see these amazing qualities in someone else and our ability to see them is just a reflection of what's in our own heart. And then we need to claim that those seeds are there. As one therapist I know put a great word to this, you know, we have insight about our own heart and other times we have outsight about our own heart. 
where we see those qualities in another, but it's a reflection. It's the classical practice of this. Some of you might know this. Buddha Nusati. It's the recollection of the Buddha and the Buddha's qualities. This is this is such an important actually practice that you know, which is not done so much in the insight meditation world. Maybe because it's difficult to relate to, but this is what it evokes is that this quality of outsight, we see the beautiful qualities the ideal qualities in another, and then we start to evoke them in our own hearts. And so for this meditation that we're going to engage in, I invite you to, to play around with this. There's going to be a couple steps here, which is, right, we've done this, what I'd call outside work like here's the insight that's out there so now we need to bring it in and you don't necessarily have to write this in the chat because it might be too private but what's your initial sense of how you articulate the vision the perspective the mountain that inspires you what is that it could be something ground like awakening, or it could be, I want to be a better parent. I want to be a better partner or colleague. I want to serve my community and my society. I really have this vision. Or justice is important. or I want to bring visibility to the species who are going extinct at too high of a rate. What's your vision? What's the top of the mountain? And I, what I'm curious about is, I'm not curious about you being like, I mean, if, if the traditional vision of, of Buddhism works for you, I go for it, but I'm more curious about what moves your heart. And then we tie it into a Buddhist path. And I want you to reflect on that as I'm speaking. Because we want to place that seed. And as you reflect on that, I want to share with you about seeds. So what about seeds? It is important when we plant a seed. This comes from a book called Lab Girl. It's a great book. It says at the beginning, I think this beginning of chapter three, a seed knows how to wait. Most seeds wait for at least a year before starting to grow. A cherry seed can wait for a hundred years with no problem. What exactly each seed is waiting for is known only to that seed. A seed is alive as it waits. After scientists broke open the coat of a lotus seed and coddled the embryo into growth, they kept the empty husk. When they radiocarbon dated this discarded outer shell, they discovered that their seedling had been waiting for them within a peat bog in China for no less than 2,000 years. This tiny seed had stubbornly kept up the hope of its own future while entire human civilizations rose and fell. When you plant a seed, you got to be patient. This is our practice. This is our path. 
So now what I invite you to do is uh, let's just take two minutes, seeing if you can be in this space together, inside together with your vision. And so we can plant that seed and then we're going to come back and see what it's like to begin our meditation with that feeling of our seed. So if you need to, let's just take two minutes. So that means we'll come back at 35 minutes past the hour and we'll begin our sitting meditation. So 35 minutes past the hour, we'll come back together. So now let's uh, gather back again. And as you come back and we start our meditation together, you might want to just scroll through the chat box and just to see some of these visions, these seeds that are there in our chat box that were left. I want to empower women. I want women. I want to be a kinder person. I want a harmonious world. I want all children to know love. I want to bring people into calm and loving kindness. To walk amongst, amongst anyone with an inner smile and to help in small everyday ways continuously. To be a safe space and refuge for all through learning no matter what. To, through learning to love no matter what. Oh, Metta, thanks for that, yeah. To walk amongst anyone with an inner metta, inner metta smile and to help in small everyday ways continuously. Okay, so now what I invite you to do, if you've maybe read through those a little bit, is to allow your attention to come inward. Simply feeling the body. Allowing for a quality of relaxation. Allowing the body to be at ease. And I now invite you to bring into your heart, to bring to mind your perspective or your vision or view, that top of the mountain that moves you. And if it's not completely formed for you, that's okay. You can also use one of the ones in the chat box. Nothing's original anyway. So it's fine to feel the support of others. So bringing some, one of those seeds into your heart And as you bring it in there, I invite you to get the feeling of, I want this. And when I say that phrase, I want this, I mean in a wholesome way. Vance was really clear, which I appreciated, of, you know, desire is something different than craving. Wholesome desire, dhammachanda. It gives us the energy to move up the mountain. Can you allow your heart to reach for, to want that seed? 
and the plants that will come from it. I now invite you to begin to practice and see if you can learn this art of this meditation practice right now being inspired by your vision. I really want to be present right now. I really want to learn to be with my mind and to see it in the, all the ways we've been talking about easefully just for these next 15 or 20 minutes it actually doesn't matter how it goes what matters is to see if you can incorporate being inspired for the silent meditation that we'll now engage in so now coming to the practice maybe utilizing an anchor or being looser with an anchor as we've talked about and simply being present with your experience and seeing that this helps in tending that seed so it will grow.
allowing the mountaintop to continue to inspire you. And at the same time, right now, just being with each little step.
and remembering the patience that needed that's needed around caring for an auspicious seed. 